Hello, my beautiful friend, and welcome back to the Spiritual Boss Babe podcast, or welcome if it is your first time listening. I am jazzed for this episode and the guest I have on today, and I'm so excited to share this with you. We're going to get cosmic. We're going to get galactic. I have my friend Aaron Lyons on the show, and before I share about who Aaron is, if you don't know her, I want to share a little bit about my experience of Erin and how I came across her on the interwebs. So I opened my light language a couple years ago back in 2020. And you may or may not have heard me talking about this if you've listened, been listening to the podcast. But when I started opening my channel, I really wanted to find other people who were also doing light language and channeling and um, sharing about business and spiritual business. And I searched something on Instagram and ended up coming across Erin's stuff and saw her doing her light language and her thing. And I was just like, wow, this chick is freaking awesome. <laughs> and I totally have to connect with her. So we connected and she's on the podcast today and I'm super excited and just really love everything that Erin does. So Erin Lyons is a universal channeler, light language healer, and divine feminine business and wealth coach. She works closely with the Universal Council of One, which is a collective of universes and source kingdoms, as well as with galactic and angelic realms. Her role for the collective is to grid higher dimensional frequencies into the earth to support ascension into 5D timelines encompass in love, unity, and abundance. Her passions are area and areas of expertise are include quantum manifestation. Hello, I am obsessed with quantum manifestation myself, soul gift activation, and soul mastery. So I'm super pumped to introduce you to Aaron or to just share this conversation with you. We go into so many awesome things in here and it's really really juicy so without further ado let's welcome erin onto the show welcome to the spiritual boss babe podcast if you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time so let's do this welcome Erin I'm so excited to have you on the spiritual boss babe podcast it has been, you've been someone I've been wanting to have on for quite some time because I fully, you know, resonate with you and your message and light language and the beautiful gifts that you've been sharing. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I would love to first start like by hearing a little bit of your journey from 
your your journey, your entrepreneurial journey, and also how it led to you being, you know, a channel and doing what you're doing now with helping people step into their purpose and open their gifts and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, for a mystic, I guess I would call myself a mystic. Um, <laughs> I have a bit of a, a very uncom- unconventional path. So um, I got my finance degree, ended up working on Wall Street because I just absolutely love the, the thought of being a stockbroker and just like creating all this income for myself and that type of thing. And I was also heavily into manifestation um, around this time. So going into a career path that would allow me to actualize some really cool things, I was just really inspired by that. But nonetheless, I also had all of these psychic gifts and spiritual initiations and things going on with me. So it was always a bit confusing as to what I should do with myself or my life. I always like to joke and say, I didn't know if I should move to India, shave my head, go to an ashram or like not get my finance degree anymore. But actually around that time, the guidance that I was getting was, you know, this is all happening for a reason. So follow this desire that you have to work in this particular space. So I'm originally from Farmington Hills, Michigan, which is like 20 minutes outside of Detroit, like all of my family's from Detroit. And I follow this dream. I moved to New York City and I manifest myself into some of the top investment banks in the world. And that was great. For years, that was great. I really created a beautiful career. And then the time came for me to let it all go. And deep down, I always knew that I was a spiritual teacher, that I was here to, you know, share spiritual wisdom. I just never knew how all of these different versions of myself were going to sort of collide into something that made sense. Um, but nonetheless, having a galactic awakening was, and this started happening to me, like during the, uh, the 2020 pandemic, mm-hmm. where I just started feeling like I was connecting with something different than I had connected with before. And then that led to a whole star seed remembrance awakening mm-hmm. on top of all of my spiritual gifts that I already had. Because before this, I would just connect directly with source and my angelic guides and my higher self. The galactic thing just wasn't really in the picture. I suspected it, but it just wasn't in the picture. So this starts happening with me. And then they let me know, you know, uh, it's time for you to leave this career behind. I start sharing channeled messages online and that type of thing, healing activations. And so now I'm doing it full time. <laughs> That's so awesome. I, I It must have been a huge shift for you um, going from that world of like working on Wall Street and being in the city and doing that type of thing to really owning your gifts and showing up as like a new iteration of yourself which is more of who you truly are mm-hmm. and um, sharing that with the world um it's cool to hear that you opened things up more <clears throat> in 2020 um that's when my channel and you know light language started opening as well and i find that a lot of people have had similar experiences around that time mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure go ahead just going to say, I think 
when I think about all of this sort of unraveling for me, um, it makes sense that it would be during this time because there was so much opportunity for solitude. And I mean, I can't imagine if I was still going into the office every day, physically seeing people and trying to manage and balance everything that was going on with me. So I think it was such divine timing and a, probably a part of a higher collective contract. <laughs> Definitely. Mm-hmm. So how was it for you and what actually conspired when you experienced your galactic activation? It's a really weird thing where you discover something that you've always known, but it's still a bit of a shock to the human mind. Um, But in receiving like the actual activations and the communication expanding, it was just a soul knowing and it's like everything within me just clicked and got on board really, really fast. So I think anyone who's ever gone through like a a galactic awakening or your starseed activation, it just happens really, really fast. Um, But there is that, you know, still that human part of you, your human self that's like, am I losing my mind? Am I going crazy? But then you're like, no, I, I've known this. This is true. This is true. Because I used to always joke around with like one of my best friends. We would always say like, of course, we're not from this planet. It's like you say these things because it's a part of a soul memory. It's in your DNA. Mm-hmm. But never in a million years did I think that it was going to materialize in the way that it has. <laughs> That's awesome. And I can totally relate (laughs) from my own experiences. It was like a knowing, but a different thing being embodied. Uh, I'll never forget. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Would you be open to sharing your experience of like how it all happened? Yeah, sure. So 2020 pandemic, you know, we have all this time on our hands where you're finding yourself with so much more room and opportunity to just relax. So my boyfriend and I, we started um, getting like edibles, marijuana. Neither one of us are like really into marijuana that much, but you know, you got all this time on your hands. So I'm like, hey, let's get some cookies or something. We're, we were just basically bored. So, and the thing for me with Mary Jane as well is that it, I always feel like there's so much more going on with me than what is going on with other people, which is why I don't really do it. But nonetheless, you know, I'm just relaxing, ate a piece of this cookie, and I I would just feel like something was communicating with me. And I would even joke around like, I think aliens are trying to talk to me right now. But legitimately, that is what was happening and what was going on. So it would almost sound like a radio station in my ear, like tuning into a station. Um, And then what ended up happening was I started coming across light language. Hmm. Like I heard it. I had heard of it years before, like maybe four or five years before. And it was so, so, so new at that time. So this was probably like 20 16 or something like that. And I'm just like, oh, okay, that's cool. I kind of get that. But there was not much about it. So I stumbled into seeing light language on, um, on YouTube. 
And I set up an appointment with this guy just because I loved his energy. He's a shaman. And he did this whole higher self light language activation for me. And he's like, hey, you are a master healer. Like, this is what you're here to do. And still, for me, it's all still new. I'm like, okay, I've heard the healer thing, but I don't really see how that's going to happen. Um, and then I, I stumbled into someone else who also was teaching and, and, um, working with light language. And so I set up in a, a session with her and she ended up being my mentor who was like, Hey, look, I have the Arcturians here. I have the high angelic realms and they've literally been trying to get in touch with you. And the activations that she did for me really just amplified everything. And I had just like a full blown remembrance and had no choice but to get on board with. And I was like, it's almost like kind of snapping, snapping out of a dream or something like that. And I just kind Mm. of snapped out of the whole earth matrix thing. And I was like, Oh, like I just remembered. (laughs) Wow. But that's how I stumbled into it, really. That's so cool. Thank you for sharing. Uh, I think it's just so fascinating hearing other people's stories of how they started opening their channel and coming, bringing their gifts back online. And it's cool that it's happening so much more nowadays. A lot of people are feeling drawn to light language, drawn to remembering who they truly are outside of their human self. And it's just so, it never ceases to fascinate me too mm-hmm. of like, it just excites me that there's like, there's even more than so much more than what we've always known and everything. So it's super cool. Yeah, it's really exciting. And I could have never imagined that when I started sharing my gifts online, that it would be so well received. I think that's that's the scariest part, you know, mm-hmm. what, what are people going to think? How weird is this? This is going to seem so bizarre. And I received just hundreds of messages from people from all across the world with their own experiences. And for some people, even um, they had been exp- or using light language when they were children and it like uh, triggered memories of that. So um, it's just really cool to see how when we show up in our gifts that um, it allows so many other people to tap into their truth as well. Mm-hmm. When I first started showing up with mine, I can, was super nervous as well. And I had all of those same thoughts of like, what are people going to think? But it was almost like this, I can't not share it because exactly. it's part of me now. So it felt even more inauthentic to not share it. Um, in the, in my own way of how I decide to share it or how I'm pulled yeah. to share it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was definitely this, um, uh, it was kind of like a battle of like the ego and the heart of like, <laughs> Hey, yeah, this is actually me. And the mind's like, yeah, but what if your, what if your mom sees it? Like, what is literally she, right? What is your brother going to say <laughs> that was like my bigger fear of like what my family would say. How was that for you? How did you get over the hump of... I mean, that was probably the most terrifying part. So I know for a lot of starseeds, they are used to being, you know, maybe weird or an outcast or something like that. I know a lot of starseeds have that experience because they've always been different. But for me, 
that wasn't the case. I've always been very social, outgoing, had friends, had more of a normal, I guess we would call it, experience. Um, although I, on the inside, I always knew I was different and felt alone. I still had this, this life with these friends and, you know, whatever. And so I was absolutely terrified because you start thinking, are people going to no longer want to be friends with me? And when all of this, the galactic aspect of things started happening for me, I was also in a fairly newer relationship and now living with this person. And it's like, uh, this is not what he consciously signed up for. So is he going to say, I don't want to be in a relationship with you anymore? Anymore mm-hmm. Is my family going to call me a witch and think I'm like a devil? Like, these are the things you think about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so nonetheless, because I've been, you know, I had a major ego death, spiritual awakening when I was 19. I've always been this person. I just never shared it with everyone else. Mm-hmm. And so coming out of this spiritual closet, there was something about the galactic activations aspect of everything and like being coming out of this as the spiritual healer I knew that I had to share this with the people who were most important to me because it was going to be online mm-hmm. so I like sat down my mom and sister first mm-hmm. so my boyfriend he was like the first one who knew because he was living with me and I had mm-hmm. to share it with him um, but then next that I felt obligated to share with was my mom and my sister. And I literally remembering like, sh- I'm like shaking. And I'm like, I have something to tell you guys. And they're like, you're pregnant. You're getting married. <laughs> All these other things. And I was like, no. And I was like, I'm a channeler. And they didn't really know what that was. So they were like, what's that? And so then I said, I'm a psychic medium. And they were like, oh, And my hand is literally just shaking like this. And I'm just waiting for the response. And surprisingly, they were very supportive. They started Mm -hmm. inquiring, asking questions. um, And they kind of weren't that surprised, which was interesting to me. Hmm. They were sort of like, that makes sense for you. Because I had always been sort of quirky and weird and like they knew I was spiritual. They just didn't know how spiritual I was. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think. For anyone struggling with the fear, you owe it, you owe that authenticity to yourself. And mm-hmm. however people respond is just how they respond. Because I reached a point within myself of saying, if people, and there were friends that I had to remove from my life, if there are people who are not ready for your truth, they're not, they're no longer meant to be a part of the journey. It doesn't mean that they're bad people or anything like that. It's just I would much rather have people around me who fully accept me because you get tired of hiding. You get mm-hmm. tired, of, like monitoring yourself around certain people. So I was in a way it all worked out because I was also ready to release relationships where I was already starting to feel um, like limited in my expression. Mm-hmm. So important too to be around people who fully accept all of you, even if they don't understand it or, you know, yeah, understand it, just letting you be you. Exactly. (laughs) That's awesome. And you help a lot of other people open their gifts and grow their business. And do you normally, um, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of the people that come into your realm already know their star seed. They're already like on this path. What are some of the things that you, I guess, 
support them with or take them through to really own their multidimensional gifts and be able to use that Mm -hmm. in their business and with their work. Cause I feel like, um, at least in my experience with people that I, people that come across, you know, my stuff too, is that they're already somewhat doing that, but there's another layer or there's more that they want to open up or add into their work. Yeah. So what I'm finding is that most of the people who come to me are high level star seeds, channelers, healers, and they don't necessarily recognize that they know they're star seed or they're like, you know, binge watching these light languages online and suspecting that there's more for them, but they just, they need uh, clarity, direction. And so we, I provide a lot of clarity on, you know, this is who you are, or these are the guides and counsels that are seeking to work with you, or this is specifically how you're here to support the collective. So for a lot of people, they just want the support of making that transition into this new layer of their purpose. You know, it doesn't mean that whatever you've been doing hasn't been a part of your purpose. It's just that you are expanding into more of your soul intention for being here. And it is the psychic development portion of it, but truly a huge part of it is visibility, working through mm-hmm. some of the fears that that we're talking about. So I usually catch people when they're sort of like right in the beginning of getting ready to shift into this new identity mm-hmm. and needing help from a practical level. So the, the training, the mentorship, the gifts, but then also um, from just the, the confidence visibility level as well. Yeah. What do you find comes up for people a lot with the visibility? I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure I already know some of that, but yeah. like, it's just being afraid of rejection, being yeah. afraid of someone online calling them a witch or thinking they're insane. And it's also deeply connected to past lives and parallel selves. So in my quantum healing, there's a lot of multidimensional work I have to do um, to get someone to be able to shift into that version of themselves where they can fully embody the priestess, you know, who the priestess that they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so that looks like soul retrievals. I work in the Akashic Records, downloading very unique codes and activations for them. Just a ton of things. So it's very multi-layered. Mm-hmm. Do you do any specific practices for yourself to, uh, like on a regular basis to tap in and, um, receive the downloads and messages or does it come to you now in like just kind of automatic? How does it come to you? I'm curious because a lot of people are, everyone's different in their own way. Mm -hmm. So when I first started channeling, I learned or I've always been a channel, but specifically shifting into this level and phase of my work. I was taught a channeling opening and closing framework. Hmm. Um, And over time, it just, it expands into being very integrated. So my channel is very, it is integrated now where I don't necessarily have to do that. Sometimes I still do it because it, it's more so of like a subconscious kind of mind hack a little bit. You're like, okay, now I'm in channel. Hmm. Um, But for the most part, I don't really have to do that. But the way the information um, that I receive information is um, I'm very clear audience and I work very telepathically. 
So my clairvoyance in terms of like spiritual sight would probably actually be my weakest gift. Like I do get mental images. I do see things. However, I more so rely on telepathy and uh, clear audience and clear cognizance. So it's either I will download something directly from the quantum field. And I have like other tools that I work with. Not sure if you're familiar with um, a Stargate and things like that. But mm-hmm. I have some other high level uh, quantum technology that does assist me with directly channeling the quantum field and these types of things. But yeah, the information is just very telepathic for me and, or I just hear it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For me, it's a lot of like knowing, like kind of just like coming in and also um, the telepathy too. Mm -hmm. I've found that the more I, the more true I am to myself in general, like the more, I am in my truth and power, the easier it is obviously to hear and know and get these downloads and messages. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's something that, like I always tell my students that I work with, it it expands over time and your Mm -hmm. capacity to recognize how you work as a channel also expands. So I think two things really, really helped me become a strong channel. And it was showing up on Instagram lives like almost mm-hmm. every day because mm-hmm. when people ask you questions on the spot, you just you have to answer it. So you have to trust like whatever's just dropping in. Mm-hmm. So that really expanded me very, very fast. And then the second thing was working with a lot of people in one on one sessions. Right. Um, I definitely don't believe that you as a healer or a channel, you have to stay locked into one uh, into one-on-one sessions because I know it, they require the most energy mm-hmm. and the most of our time so you might be limiting your income in that way however I do think when you start out in this work you need to work with as many people as possible because mm-hmm. every person's different and so what I would start recognizing is that um the way that my guides would have me explain something to one person would be totally different than a way they would have me explain it to a different person or the way they would relay the information would be totally different. But every time I'm me myself also seeing it through this new lens and perspective, that just becomes a part of my, uh, my skill set, my, my memory bank, if we will, as a channel and healer where I can automatically recognize what needs to be done in the moment because I've worked with all of these people. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. It makes total sense. And, and I love that you mentioned like the, the trusting yourself part. That's mm-hmm. been huge for me. And mm-hmm. I like on the spot too, of like just literally trusting what comes in and the more you trust yourself, the stronger it gets. Exactly. And that's the, that's the beauty of it all. <laughs> and I think the trusting yourself is the biggest challenge. Like when I'm teaching people channeling or helping them expand their own channeling capacity, the number one thing we have to overcome is our own ego is, mm-hmm. am I making this up? Where is this coming from? Is, is this safe? Um, just so many questions that the mind will conjure up, which is why I think you have to do it over and over and over and over again or enough to the point where you trust yourself and you understand um how you work mm-hmm. how your guides work with you mm-hmm. what are um the whole it is this safe thing i feel comes up a lot for people do you have any um protection things that you do or share because mm-hmm. um you know a lot of 
a lot of people are opening, opening up a lot more now. And that question does come up, especially at least for me and, um, others that have been brought up like with religion and, you know, certain things like, Oh, am I tapping into something bad? How do I know nothing is going to come through? That's not welcome. You know, there's obviously other energies out there. What is your take on that? Or what practices do you have in place on that? I love this question because I know this is a big one for people. Mm -hmm. In its simplest form, I always teach that your frequency is your strongest form of protection. So I do work with different energy shields and I have other galactic guardians um, that have been assigned to me that, you know, they protect me and all of us have guides who protect us. Right. Um, but beyond that, just, just your frequency, because if you're vibrate, the higher you vibrate, you're literally not within the vibrational range and spectrum of beings who vibrate lower than that. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's also a bit different. The, the type of work that I do, like I do exorcisms, I do clear entities, I do like negative entity energies and uh, entities, demons, whatever we want to call them, reptilians, all of the things, all of the sort don't scare me. So when you're scared, because you believe that these beings hold power over you, that is where, when and where you might start manifesting some reflections that mm-hmm. do make you feel unsafe. But another thing I always teach too is that you're only ever connecting with source, mm-hmm. variations and versions of source. If you connect with an angel, you know, that's an expression of source. If you connect with a demon, that's an expression of source. So I think there's a lot of misunderstanding on the underworld and its functionality within itself. Hmm. And the more you start ascending and understanding the role of what we would call darkness and duality, the fear subsides. And now it's not something that like, um, you have to be afraid of because mm-hmm. you know within your own heart and purity that no one can truly infiltrate you. Mm, I love that. And that is so powerful to remind people of. Uh, I feel that um, a lot of people are scared of that or have been. I know I used to be. Um, I've had crazy dream experiences throughout my life and different Mm -hmm. things that weren't welcome. And over time I've learned how to set boundaries in that Mm -hmm. and just stopped fearing, like just because I realized that I don't need to fear anything because I am sovereign over my energy and you know, all of that. And that's, that was a really powerful shift for me because I, I mean, I wasn't like living in fear, but like, I definitely would get concerned about that. And I realized there's nothing I need to be fucking scared of. (laughs) (laughs) I went through the same thing too, because I was coming from this, I would say like this lineage of love, light, positivity, like within spirituality and never really wanted to address the dark side of things. Like, um, like I'm a huge Abraham Hicks fan, Mm -hmm. huge, you know, you are what you attract type person. So I had even created this bubble for myself of like, that doesn't exist for me. And so that it just never was a part of my reality. I never feared it because I never thought about it and I just blocked it out. But when you start activating as a healer, you can't really just be in that bubble. So that's when some of the fear did come up because now I'm like, "Ah, I don't want to see them. I don't want to deal with them. I'm scared, scared. So 
I had to go through this deep understanding of true sovereignty, which is mm-hmm. I recognize that both light and dark exist, but within that, I am still a master of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the way I see it now is totally different. Mm-hmm. I'm curious um, what you, I saw you post something actually um, about the whole reptilian agenda and like, cause I have a lot of friends in this space that some of them, and, and I'm aware of all the things, like I think there's power in, you know, just being aware. Um, and at the same time, I choose to not like dwell there because I don't find it supportive. And I know that some people are like all about, you know, sharing all of that. And yeah. um, I think that it actually fuels uh an undesirable timelines or outcomes and all of that. I share the exact same sentiments. You know, I think, um, I think a part of this information coming to the surface, there are elements of it that like, you know, awareness can be empowering, Mm -hmm. but I also find that where most of the collective is vibrating not in sovereignty, uh, cannot handle the information without collapsing into victimization, mm-hmm. which is why I personally focus on helping people mastering their energy and creating mm-hmm. a reality they love as opposed to, oh, dark beings running the planet and the government. Mm-hmm. Because the more you do that, you, you do manifest that experience of yourself mm-hmm. being the victim. And I think it's important that when we are talking about duality and darkness and reptilians and all of the things, we have to recognize that whatever they are doing is just a reflection of what we allow and where we are in our consciousness. Mm -hmm. And we sit in this creator seat, which is what I primarily teach. All of those frequencies just vibrate out of our reality, which is why or what the galactics have explained to me, this big push towards 5D is all about, is that when you step into your fifth dimensional self, you are not a vibrational match to some of the lower ET races that like to prey on low consciousness beings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes total sense because everything's frequency and they're yeah. vibrating at a completely different level. And the they feed off of fear. So why even go there? (laughs) Exactly. I mean, it's not, it's not like ignoring it. I think that on a collective scale, more people need to like wake up. And I think that's part of our mission of like, what we're doing is like helping people remember who they are and Mm -hmm. create the life they want and ultimately creating a ripple effect, um, which is happening will is shifting things. Mm-hmm. A very simple thing here is I think if you know you're not in a space where you can talk about these types of things or talk about these beings without being afraid, then you should just avoid it altogether because the most important thing is that you are vibrating in a higher frequency, which would allow you to avoid certain experiences. Um, until you are sovereign enough to where mm-hmm. you can understand it for what it is without mm-hmm. sacrificing your um your vibration. 
Yeah, that's a great way to put it without sacrificing your vibration and the way that you feel overall. And for some people going there and sharing about these things is part of their purpose, probably, and their mission and message. And I completely respect and honor that. And for others, it's to hold and anchor the higher frequencies and the light. So I, I see the power in both. Like some people, their part of their path is to expose and like, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and I think we're each playing our part if we honor, you know, our truth and what we feel pulled to do and how we feel called to share our message and gifts. Yeah. I'm so happy you said that because there's, there is no wrong or right. We're all on these different journeys and our soul is here to experience different things. So I guess if you do feel a call to this type of information, definitely explore it. But I guess my point here is if it's becoming detrimental to exactly. you, then maybe you want to start um, taking a step back to personally empower yourself first. Yeah, that's the key. Yeah. I mean, because <laughs> live, I feel like living in, in that, it's just, it's a lot of heavy stuff. Like I, I went down that hole back in like 2010 and I wasn't, I didn't, who I am today, obviously I didn't have the tools or the knowledge or whatever. So I, I know from my own experience that I did get sucked into this place of feeling kind of hopeless, like everything's fucked up. And like, um, that's when I made the decision. Well, what can I do? What am I in control of? What, how can I, you know, what can I focus my energy on that really expands me? And that's when I decided to start supporting other people creating the life that they want and everything and being in their power because being in our power is really the key. The key, the key. I love that you brought through the the hopelessness because so many people experience that. And it's like, if you, if you already don't enjoy the life that you're living, the job you work at, the relationship you're in, whatever it is on top of a bunch of dark information I mean, you're going to feel so overwhelmed and and hopeless. And at a certain point, you just have to go, well, how can I, how can I empower myself in spite of these things? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm just, I'm happy that we're shedding some light on that. Yeah. This is like a conversation actually that I've been wanting to have, I feel, and just haven't openly shared it yet. When I, so when I saw your post, I was like, ah, I love, like, I just love <laughs> the way that you shared it. I was like, good because yeah, I, I believe that, you know, there are infinite possibilities and realities that exist, of course. And, you know, um, a lot of that focuses on one timeline that doesn't feel very, uh, exciting <laughs> or hopeful. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's not fun. Okay. Let's shift the gears here. What would I prefer? Yeah. Probably not to focus on a timeline where dark beings are trying to siphon my energy all day. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and but, yeah. yeah. And it's not to ignore anything, but it's just like, okay, all of these things are happening. Where, where do I want to focus my energy, my consciousness and create the life that I want? Absolutely. And you go into a lot of manifestation stuff. I would love to jam out on on manifestation. Speaking of creating your own reality, 
quantum manifestation is something I love nerding out on and mm-hmm. talking about. My favorite thing. Yeah. What are some of your personal manifestation practices or the way that you connect to and embody and bring into life your desires? So at this point in my consciousness, I like to see manifestation uh, in two ways. So there's specific manifestation where, you know, we're consciously trying to call something in or we've identified that there's a version of ourselves we want to experience and we can sort of play around to close that vibrational gap and, and actualize that, um, that reflection. And then there's also general manifestation where we're not necessarily attached to anything, but we just trust that the universe is going to deliver our highest outcome. I'm more so now, I'm more so now play in the general manifestation where it really is just pure knowing. It's like, okay, I, I recognize this is something I would like to experience, but I truly know that it is going to happen. And I really don't have to do anything else outside of that um, beyond like maintaining a, a positive state of being, which is walking in magnetism itself. Um, however, for, and sometimes I still play in specific manifestation too, um, but for most people, I feel like they're still playing in specific manifestation. So I'll talk about that a little bit. And it's really just acknowledging that there are these infinite parallel versions of yourself and your in, in reality. And it's like a radio station. You get to tune in to the song you want to listen to. Mm-hmm. And you just have to energetically align yourself. There are some caveats, though, I see with not allowing your ego to be attached mm-hmm. to how you think something should look and when you think it should happen, which is why... I'm more so playing in this space of like being general and not mm. being sure, like not to have it become ego based manifestation and just keeping it all from the soul. Yeah. I, I, as you're saying that I'm, you're, I'm, I'm a human design junkie. I don't know okay. how, <laughs> how into human design you are. Um, but there's something in human design called for specific manifestation and non-specific manifestors. So depending on your design, there's like something in your chart that shares uh-huh. if you are specific or non-specific and non-specific is more general. So it, I'm curious if you're well, a more general. I'm in- a manifesting generator. So it's probably, it's probably why I've experienced both. And I, I love both equally. Yeah. It's just finding that it's not something that I have to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I think what it is is when we first stumble into manifestation, we're so in love with the the thought of like changing the things that we really dislike. And because I've manifested like so much of the things I used to spend so much time on, like in terms of aligning my energy, you kind of get to a point where you're like, okay, surprise me with some things or... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or you, it's like you're kind of over it because you just, I just know, truly I know that everything that I want, I am going to get. I mm-hmm. just know that. So I don't have to, I would say, work as hard mm-hmm. to align the frequency because I'm just operating there. So I guess we would even call this like true embodiment, reaching mm-hmm. that point in your journey where like you are so embodied that it's not, you don't have to force yourself to line up with the energy. Mm-hmm. So 
what are some um, embodiment practices that you have or that you share to really to really be in that because you're right it does have to be like embodied in your body like on a cellular level like believing that not even believing but being the Mm -hmm. person who receives blessings miracles money clients easily for me gratitude was my gateway Mm -hmm. especially when i was a broke college student and I was like trying to manifest my dream job on Wall Street, but at, but simultaneously did not have a job at the time or any type of income. Started multiple businesses, drove myself into debt and really hit a rock bottom of like car repossessions, no money. My parents are like, you are basically a loser. You need to move out and all of these things. Um, Gratitude allowed me to start recognizing the magic that was already in my life and programming myself into truly knowing that my abundance wasn't connected to like material things in the physical. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, how monks go through this process of like relinquishing everything. It's like the universe threw me into that of like everything's going to fall away. Um, so when I first graduated from college, there was like this, this probably like a year of limbo where I was just at rock bottom with no money, trying to land this like dream career, but things, all these things kept happening. Um, but I truly believe that this period of my life was so needed and is responsible for all of my personal mastery because I had to stop looking outside and I had to go within and I had Mm. to recognize that this abundance, this true abundance that I am and that the universe and source is, is already around me. Maybe not in the form of money in my bank or a certain car in the driveway, but the frequent, like this energy is infinite and it's all around me. So Mm. I had to shift that association. And I also think self-worth here is big. Yeah. We don't have money or certain things that we think we need to feel good about ourselves it can weigh down on your worthiness and i had to learn how to love myself beyond my circumstances Hmm. so gratitude learning how to be in appreciation of all of the forms of abundance that are surrounding you so even for me now and mainly because my life is exactly what i wanted to be it's easy for me to just see the reflection and go I love this. This is great. Let's keep it going. But mm-hmm. when you don't have that reflection, that's when it is the most difficult for people. Cause yeah. you have to like, kind of like trick yourself into believing that you're abundant, even when it doesn't look that way. Mm-hmm. And how, how was that for you in the times when you didn't like, how did you uh, get into that state when it seemed like nothing was going your way? Was it like visualization practices? Was it just trusting that, everything's going to work out. Was it just, yeah, like changing your, shifting your state every day? Yeah. I would honestly just recognize all of the ways in which I was already abundant and truly in my heart and soul feel the appreciation for those things. So, and I'm talking literally guys stripping it down to the basic of the basic Mm. I'm so happy and thankful that the sun rises every morning that Mm -hmm. allows me to have this experience. I'm so thankful that 
there's air all around me. I mean, I had to really, like, when you don't have any money or you feel like everything's going wrong, you have to really get to the bear of the bear. And and what happened to me in those moments, too, is that I recognized that everything that I truly needed to be alive and live was provided to me for free. Mm being thankful for the health of my body. Like, I think health is something that we overlook a lot. Um, Being thankful that at the time, though I was living with my parents and it sucked, I still have a roof over my head. So saying all of this to say, I think no, no matter how bad you think it is, you can always extract little pieces of what is working and use that to gradually shift your vibration. Mm. There's a great book that I recommend um, that, taught me how to do this, which is The the Magic by Rhonda Byrne. She's the author of The Secret, Secret but yeah. yeah, The Magic is literally all on abundance and gratitude. And every day for 30 days, she, 30 days, she gives you these exercises. And the whole point is by the end of the 30 days, you will look at your reality so differently that you are experiencing magic. And then now you are a magnet for magic. Mm, I love that. That's, yeah. I haven't read that one, but I'm going to get it now on Audible. Change. I mean, gratitude is um, something that, you know, it might be sounds cliche because like, oh, make a <laughs> gratitude. But it's so easy to take things for granted that we don't even realize we're doing. And going back to the basics, like you said, it, it, it puts you in a state of appreciation. Like it could be so much worse than it is. So why not? Like we're in a body, we're in the, in the physical, we're experiencing life. We have everything that we need. We've just been conditioned to believe that we need so much more and more and more and more. (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with wanting more or having desires. I don't, I don't feel, but like, yeah, appreciating that we are always taken care of and even just the little little things even. Mm -hmm. And appreciation, appreciating that you can create your own reality. Mm -hmm. And you are here living this, having this experience that in itself, you can cultivate so much appreciation for that. And it's funny because I never I never understood when people cried out of joy, like just growing up, I never saw anyone that cried because they were happy. And what started to happen to me is the more I would expand my frequency and the more I would open my heart, the more I would appreciate things and start experiencing this magic, I would find myself crying out of total, pure Mm. happiness. That's the best. The realization of all of this source love and abundance that, was always there for you. It's just, there are really no words for it. Mm. Gratitude cries are the best. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Totally. When, what is, what is, um, what are your, some of your teachings around money manifestation for people that come to you? Oh, money. I love talking about money because I truly feel that it is the number one most challenging thing mm-hmm. for people to change and shift in their reality because it, it feels like it's never going to change. And it feels like this fairy tale dream. Who am I to believe that I can create more money? And it really is everything we just talked about with um, 
reprogramming yourself into abundance, no matter mm-hmm. what you see in the bank, loving yourself, no matter what's in the bank and feeling like you already are abundant, no matter what you can see in the physical. Mm-hmm. And I know that's like the most difficult thing yeah. for people to do when it's like, well, you know, Aaron, shit, I have bills. My rent's due next week. I, my, I'm late on my car note. Uh, my credit score is so fucked up. Uh, I've literally been that person where mm-hmm. bill collectors are calling me. I can barely keep my phone on. And still finding a way to shift into higher frequencies of love and gratitude. So it starts there. That is yeah. that's the foundation of it. Yeah. And I, I feel like, like you mentioned, uh, feeling good about yourself no matter what. There's a lot of people, and I've totally done this too, uh, connect their self-worth or their identity to how much money they have. So it's like, oh, if I'm not... If I don't have this much or if I don't make this much or if I don't hit this goal even, then it must mean I'm not good enough or I'm doing something wrong or whatever. And they get so wrapped up with their identity into that. And what you shared is just really powerful, like taking a step back and loving yourself regardless of what's reflecting currently and holding that vision is the most important thing that we could do for ourselves. Mm-hmm. I see self-love as the ultimate state of receivership because when we love ourselves, we are literally signaling to the universe that we believe that we are worthy to receive things. Mm -hmm. And so self-love is magnetic, like not just in terms of, oh, I'm going to love myself and attract a partner, but like truly energetically, the frequency of self-love is very magnetic because when I, when I'm in this when I truly appreciate myself, like we're talking about, oh, I appreciate these other things outside of me, but then you're missing the main thing, which is to also appreciate yourself. And when you are embodied in this self-love, you are just in a permanent state of magnetism where you can attract this job that would bring you the more money or someone you need, need to meet that is going to introduce you to someone else that connects you with an opportunity. Like all of these things are just vibrating on the frequency of I love myself. So mm-hmm. you can even just start with self-love and not even make it about the money, but just who am I and what do I believe about myself and what are my positive attributes and really fall in love with who you are as a being. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. And it's the most important thing we can do to experience the most joy and fulfillment in every area of life. It always comes back to us. And it's interesting how easy that sounds, yet how challenging it can be for people at times. And I believe that it's one of the most important parts of the journey of life and of growing and of you know, personal and spiritual growth is like to deeply, deeply fall in love with yourself and have compassion for yourself. Even in those moments where you feel like a hot mess, even when you're feeling angry, even when you're feeling hurt, even when you're feeling rejected, like to just have just deep love and appreciation for yourself. And something that was really powerful for me in regards to this, um, I have been someone that, you know, I've, I've been showing up for myself and growing and all this stuff for like over a decade. And I would always say, Oh yeah, I love myself. You know, I'm doing all these things. 
And I had this experience a couple years ago, actually, maybe yeah, a couple years ago now where I was crying and I was hurt by something uh, to do with a guy. <laughs> and I found myself in this moment um, wanting to blame the circumstance of why I felt the thing. And I just remember thinking, oh, like if this didn't happen or, oh, why doesn't he, you know, want me, whatever the question was, it was something along the lines of, I wouldn't feel this way if this didn't happen kind of thing. And I remember stopping myself in that moment and just saying, you know what? No, I feel this way because this is what I'm feeling right now, period. And you know, this is what I need for myself. And I, I asked myself, like, what do I need for myself? And I allowed myself to just be with those feelings and cry. And I, in that moment, I just remember, I just felt like a completely different sense of self-love that I didn't realize I was even ignoring before that because mm -hmm. I would deflect the feeling or I would think there's something wrong that I'm this upset or I don't want to be this upset. And just allowing myself to feel hurt and to cry and to not be any in any stories, but to just be with the feeling that for me was a completely another, like a whole different level of self love that I found so fucking valuable <laughs> that like yeah. changed everything for me. Uh, I love that so much because we hear like self-love has become so mainstream love yourself love yourself and mm -hmm. I, I find that most people don't even know what that is or what that means or how to approach that and the way i see it is if if i strip everything down today like take away my business take away the career i've had all the money amazing things i've manifested just strip it all down and nothing is left What's going to be there is me. And am I okay with that outside of all these other accumulations in the physical world? And even when you said you, you were thinking like, Oh, I love myself because I'm doing all these things. And so people can associate that, um, accepting themselves or loving themselves with like, because I have this job or I love myself because of this, but it's never just. I love myself just because. Mm -hmm. And I like to call this, um, I can do no wrong in my own eyes. Now, of course, there has to be a certain level of like inte spiritual integrity that you have reached to be able to say something like that. I'm not talking about going out and like harming people. And you're like, I can do no wrong. But like mm -hmm. truly, no matter how hot hot of a mess I am or whatever I'm shifting through or going through, I truly believe that I can do no wrong to myself because I'm always going to accept myself, whatever it looks like. And I think total acceptance is what self-love is. Mm -hmm. It's true. That is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's the magic, everybody. Self-love. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You love yourself and like, no matter what, no matter what's happening, magic and miracles flow to you in due time. Like it's not about when or how it's just, you know, it already is. It's the, it is done mentality. Like you were talking about earlier too, of like knowing that it's already done. Mm -hmm. So just because we were like on the 
topic of relationships, I hope you don't mind me kind of asking you a question here. Totally don't mind. Um, about navigating dating or relationships as a starseed, spiritually awakened person, especially coming into gifts and being so publicly open with them. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll kind of share what my experience has been. Yeah. Um, So I am currently attracting my dream partnership. (laughs) Um, I've been single for, I mean, I've, you know, dated people or like whatever. Um, For me, it's very important to uh, connect with someone who's kind of in a similar vibe. Maybe they're not into like channeling and stuff necessarily, (laughs) but they're open to it. They're spiritual. They're conscious. They're um, interested or curious. Yeah. Yeah. Like I wouldn't, I don't think that I would personally, for me at least, be able to fully connect with someone who's not, I mean, I know I wouldn't be able to fully connect with someone who's not open-minded in that, in that way, or like completely like just, it's super unfamiliar. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I've, I've attracted to and connected with people who are in different places. Like, you know, one was very spiritual and very into like ancient human history and like all of that connected with someone else who is very grounded and uh yeah very grounded but fascinated with the spiritual realm and like wanting to you know okay okay. and then i've connected with other people who are like totally in it like bringing people on journeys doing their own sort of (laughs) activations but not in light language necessarily but like deeply in that. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm open to people, to all different types of people, as long as we can connect on a level where they are on their path of spiritual and personal growth and are very open-minded. They're not closed-minded and it's not, uh, extremely foreign to them because the light language thing is a thing, you know, like (laughs) that's the one thing that I I feel has the most taboo surrounding it and what people think it is just naturally you hear someone speaking uh, this different bizarre language. I think people automatically associate, associate that with like a devil or something. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely a thing. I've actually even had a couple people that were like excited, like, Ooh, I can't wait till you speak alien language. (laughs) (laughs) Real? I can't wait for you to, Activate me with your- <laughs> <laughs> with yeah. What about wow. you? So I've been in a relationship now with my twin flame for three Ooh. years. And prior to him, um, I actually, yeah, I just always easily attracted relationships. Um, and I know why now, because it was happening so fast to get me prepared for this one at a very particular point. Um, so I never really had an issue attracting relationships or partners. It would just naturally happen for me, but there would always be this feeling of, and I think things are so much more spiritually open, but, um, during these times, like, 
how much can I share with this individual? Mm-hmm. How much are they going to be ready for? How much are they not going to be ready for? And just navigating that sort of weird dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say it's important to be authentic. So yeah. I always made it clear you know, I'm definitely not religious. These are mm-hmm. some of the things that I'm interested in. You don't have to be interested in the same things, but this is definitely where I stand on some things and just going in very clear with that. Because if you're not being yourself, you can't build a relationship on top of a lie. If someone exactly. doesn't really know who you are. So I've dated very deeply spiritual men. I've also dated men who are not necessarily that spiritual but open-minded mm-hmm. and more so spiritual in the way that they are as a person spiritual and yeah. you know and truly already embodying higher vibrational things without necessarily saying oh I'm like super spiritual so mm-hmm. for me it's always been more so about connecting with the purity of the person as opposed to we need to align and agree on all the same things because you'd be surprised some of the spirit quote unquote spiritual men that I've dated have had the most ego that I've ever experienced in huh. my life. Yeah. Um. So, you know, if you're someone who's out there like, ah, like the person has to, to be exactly what I need them to mm. be. You might be surprised by the reflection. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a good point. Um, I just, I just came out of the Tony Robbins event and we did a lot of work around relationships and like getting clear and what's important to us in relationships. And I kind of had some little insights of things on my list that I might be able to adjust a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, it really is important to me, at least, um, psychedelic thing is pretty important to me. Like I I like to grow and I really want a partner that's, I mean, going to be down for some psychedelic journeying sometimes, you know, it's just what it it is, what it is. They don't need to be like super experienced like I am or whatever, but like, yeah, there are certain things that are important to me. Um, Mm -hmm. as far as growth, they don't need to be exactly like me. Actually, you know, I, I want to, I like some differences, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the bad energy. I find that that actually works for me better in relationships because um though I'm very spiritual and I'm a spiritual teacher and I'm outwardly doing this work, I still enjoy a, a fairly normal life, like doing mm-hmm. normal things. So it doesn't work for me to be with someone who's like so polarized into we can only go to sound baths. We can only, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever. Like, no, there, I want to blast rapping hip hop in my car. <laughs> I want to go to the bar sometimes, not even necessarily meaning that I need to get sloppy drunk and have a drink, but just because I still have friends who do those types of things, mm-hmm. like, if I had a partner who was like, you absolutely should never go to a place like that. You know, it just to me shows a lack of mastery. Mm. Um, and I just, or if, if I want to go to like a club and dance or something, mm-hmm. you know, I don't restrict myself from certain experiences. I do Same. think, uh, 
there's a there's more integrity that comes with doing this work where there are certain environments I just do not want to be in. But if I I could not date a person who's just like so limited or polarized into doing only certain things, so the balance for me is important too. Yeah. And even within myself, that balance is important that like that you mentioned, like I love being, you know, super up in the ethers and like all of that. And also I'm real as fuck and like being really grounded (laughs) and, and conveying that energy with people and even online. Like I, I, for me, it's important to, for, for people to feel grounded in my presence too. And yeah, like that's been an interesting thing of like balancing within myself of like, okay, like I have all these you know, gifts and things that I'm sharing and bringing through. I'm sure you probably experienced something similar uh, mm-hmm. in your own way. And then I'm like, well, yeah, but I'm also a real human. And, you know, exactly. exactly. And it doesn't erase just because you start spiritually awakening. I don't believe that it has to erase everything within your life and everything doesn't have to be centered around meditation. And mm-hmm. I truly see the entire human experience itself as a spiritual occurrence so i don't compartmentalize with like this is a spiritual thing and this is not a spiritual Mm -hmm. thing to me it truly is all a trip like you said with Mm -hmm. like you go on a psychedelic trip it's all a trip to me so if i had someone in my life that was like you can't do this and you can't it would just be so annoying for me and i think that's one of the things that i get from my partner is that he's very much so open-minded like from the moment that we met but wasn't polarized in any strong opinions and I think that's why it works so well and we still do like normal things together yeah (laughs) and gives me that balance that's so good and you guys have been together for three years yeah it's it's definitely a journey I will say that not Mm. always easy when someone's not I guess we could say as spiritually embodied as you are with certain gifts or certain things. Um, but it truly has been one of my greatest teachers because it has taught me unconditional love and acceptance, mm-hmm. not needing someone to be a certain way for you to fully love them and see the best within them. So yeah, it oddly, it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, there are some challenges, but also some very beautiful um, things that have come out of it as well. That's awesome. And so he was with you before your channeling. Yeah. So he's wow. been here for the whole thing. And so that actually brought up a lot of insecurity for me and just things that I needed to heal because I was expecting him to have, it's almost like I was expecting that I was going to have to defend myself. Like, Hey, you know, this is what's going on with me. I'm going to be sharing some things online. How do you feel about it? What do you think? Telling him we're both star seeds and all this bizarre stuff. And I'm just expecting that he's going to probably call me crazy or just think it's all crazy and literally had the most unproblematic response. But that triggered me because I was like, why aren't you responding? Why don't you think I'm crazy? Why don't you think what? Even to this day, I'll check in with him. And I'm like, hey, just want to make sure, like, everything's all good. Uh-huh. And he's like, how many times do I have to tell you? Wow. Because um, it's a soul knowing, right? It's a soul 
he gets it on a soul level. So he supports everything that I do, but my own insecurities Mm. is what was creating the kind of like that knee jerk response. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, that's been another level of my ascension and um, personal healing. That's freaking awesome. And I can relate when my mom saw my stuff, I expected her to, I don't know. I just expected her to say, you know, just different things or like, that's weird or whatever. Um, my brother did, but that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. (laughs) I put him in his place, but my mom, she was just like, what was that that you were doing in the video? You know, my first like light language video that I shared. And I was like, just explained a little bit, like in very simple way. And she was like, oh, that's, that's awesome. I figured you were just doing your thing. And it's, you know, she was like supportive and just nonchalant about it. And I was like, oh shit, that's kind of crazy. Like I wasn't expecting that. Exactly. Similar experience with my family as well. Um, I think it's so in our head that we're expecting that people are going to disagree with us or Mm -hmm. like challenge us based on previous experiences. Like I have had friends in the past where when I was going through some of my first awakenings and wanting to talk about religion and challenge it and, you know, to people who grew up like very hardcore Christian and being met with that, um, that rejection or just that, that powerful disagreeing energy. So I think it's like, we're expecting that that's going to happen. And when it doesn't, we're sort of kind of left there like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I feel like we covered so many things in this conversation today. So good. I'm so so glad we finally got to connect. I, I, I came across you eventually or uh, initially when I was, I just wanted to connect and find other people that were sharing their light language and their gifts. And yeah, that's actually how I originally found you. Um, yeah, it's just good to have more people like that in my realm. Um, especially, you know what I mean? Like just so, yeah. And I love your light language videos and all of the things that you share. And I'm like, oh, we got to connect. We got to connect. I know know when I first, um, checked out your profile, I was like, oh, I feel like we would totally be like spiritual BFFs if we were like in the same, um, location but i i appreciate your reflection because i know the work that we do it can be challenging it takes a lot of confidence it takes a lot of commitment and dedication so i honor you as well Mm, thank you and thank you so much for sharing all of this and your gifts and your magic um with everyone listening i know so many people are wanting information like this and resonating with it so deeply so uh, where can they find you and connect with you and all anything else you want to share? Yeah, you guys can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Erin Lyons Official, E-R-I-N-L-Y-O-N-S Official. You can also check out my website, ErinLyonsOfficial.com, and I have courses, activations, initiations, um, private coaching, and mentorship. So, yeah. Awesome. And I'll leave those links in the show notes as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. Mm -hmm. This was incredible. Thanks, guys. 
One more thing before you go, make sure you check out the show notes so that you can get on the wait list for the Cosmic Coaching Collective, which is the ultimate hub for spiritual entrepreneurs, coaches, healers, and seekers who want to grow, evolve, and expand together and take their impact and income to the next freaking level and beyond. There's so many things that are going into the Cosmic Coaching Collective. Depending on what level you choose of access, you'll have access to mini courses, masterclasses, light language library, meditation library, monthly coaching, some full-on courses, and so much more. I can hardly wait to spill the full details and open enrollment. So hop on the wait list at the link in the show notes, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day. Thank you.